You're listening to Comedy Central. What's up, Roast fans? It's the Roast Master General, Jeff Ross, and you're listening to the official Comedy Central Roast Battle Podcast. Battle! Battle! Louder! 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 What's up, Roast fans? I'm Jeff Ross. Welcome to the first episode of the new Roast Battle Podcast. We've got a whole bunch of new battles coming up on Comedy Central in just six days. It's going to be a fucking crazy season. We'll be announcing the lineup of battles right here on this podcast in the next couple of days. But first, let's take a look back at the history of Roast Battle on Comedy Central. Today we'll be recapping the first tournament. So buckle up, and if you're easily offended, you might want to tune out. In July 2016, Roast Battle premiered on Comedy Central. The longtime underground fight club from Los Angeles took its brand of brutal and offensive humor on the road to the Montreal Comedy Festival. There, 16 of the best roast writers on earth entered a single elimination tournament with one goal, destroy whoever stood in front of them. After first glance, one name stood out above all others, Steve Ranazizi. Yeah, well, I mean, roasting is always a great reboot for somebody once you can laugh publicly and put yourself through that gauntlet it's almost like nobody can really talk shit on you again about that subject you've been through roast world you've been through a roast battle so Renazizi had had all these uh you know haters because obviously he did something stupid he he lied about being at 9-11 i mean it's gonna be a tough thing for people to ever really forget I feel like him having a sense of humor about it kind of keeps him moving forward instead of stuck in one place. You guys ready for the next battle? Yeah. Crazy. All right. This next battler, if you love 9-11, you're going to hate this guy. He's got lots of credits, but the biggest credit he has is he lied about being in the World Trade Center. Wow. Please welcome actor, comedian, liar, Steve Ranazizi. Perhaps coincidentally, Ranazizi's first fight after the 9-11 debacle was against one of New York's finest comics, Sam Merrill. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Beautiful. Thank right. you. His opponent is undefeated. He's a native New Yorker, so fuck you, Steve. <laughs> Folks, make it loud for Sam Morrell. This is going to be a fun one, Jeff. Steve, you look a little nervous. Are you oh, okay? Absolutely nervous, but I'll be fine, I think. All right. All right. Let's <laughs> hope you didn't also lie about being a comedian. No, no. Jeff! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeff. just having fun. I'm trying to loosen it up, yeah. set the tone a little bit. Yeah. All right, Steve, Sam, who wants to go first? Liars first, I say. No, let oh! Mr. Bean... Oh! Mr. Bean with AIDS goes first, please. Oh, Jesus Christ! Jeff Roast, who's going first? I think uh, Steve should go first. Fine. I'll go first. All right. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Yes. Yo, New York, liar. Are we ready? <laughs> Let's roast! Yes, I lied about being in the World Trade Center. But to my defense, I was a first responder to Sam's girlfriend's 
Instagram views. Ah, oh, fuck! Why? Scale of one to ten, I'm gonna give that a ground zero, Steve. Perfect. As the dust settled on the first round of battles and we reached the hateful eight, one quarterfinal matchup looked particularly promising. Earl Skakel versus Jimmy Carr. Skakel, a veteran of the L.A. roast battle who'd been with the show since day one, rode an impressive wave of first-round momentum after a very theatrical performance. Rocking his traditional look of leather pants, no shirt, and a heavy dose of oil, Skakel stepped up against his polar opposite in Jimmy Carr. Carr, the brilliant British comic, had become known for his sharp suits and even sharper writing. It was the showmanship of Skakel against the writing of Carr, and the result was a great battle and a lot of controversy. Listen, this guy's the best dressed guy in roast battle. This guy was so brutal to his opponent, he left her in the first round babbling in the corner to herself. Please welcome the UK Zone, Jimmy Carr! Jimmy Carr entered confidently as ever, carrying his signature clipboard full of jokes. His opponent is a relative to the Kennedy family. He slid into the second round by greasing up his whole body with oil from Bel Air, California, Earl Skakel. But Earl Skakel had a trick up his sleeve. He strode to the stage with a clipboard of his own, and then this happened. I don't need this shit, do you? A revolutionary war about to happen. This is a very, very anticipated battle. This is like WrestleMania versus Transylvania. <laughs> Jimmy E. Earl. Who wants to go first, gentlemen? Well, I think the champ should show me how it's done. Ooh. More than happy to oblige. Um, Let's roast! <laughs> Earl is unlike anyone else. Earl is willing to laugh at himself, unlike anyone else. <laughs> comedy, comedy is a vocation. If you can make just one person laugh, then you're better than Earl. <laughs> In fact, if you're at home right now watching this thinking, I'd love to try comedy, then career-wise, you're exactly where Earl is. <laughs> Thank you.
Wow, Jimmy, that lasted about as long as your last tax return. Oh, wait, you don't do those. <laughs> Jimmy, you look like you worked at Hogwarts, which is what girls get when they fuck you. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I, I cannot believe your mother shared that with you. <laughs> Earl was born in California in 1967. Abortion was made legal in California in 1967. Those two events have to be linked. He's like a walking advert for Planned Parenthood. It looks like Frankenstein beat AIDS. Jimmy, whenever I see you, I expect to see David Beckham around you because you're such a posh cunt. There's, there's just no denying that. <laughs> Earls, I'm not sure if everyone will be aware of this, but Earl's grandfather was a multi-millionaire philanthropist. To give you an idea of how generous this man was, he's been dead for 61 years, and to this day, he still pays the rent of a 47-year-old loser he never met. <laughs> Jimmy's last name is Carr because you can fit five guys comfortably inside of him. <laughs> last joke. Oh. Earl is actually part of the Kennedy clan, as if that family hadn't suffered enough. Um, I guess... I guess Rosemary Kennedy wasn't the only one that had a lobotomy. And typical Kennedy, he's always shooting his mouth off. Jimmy, I have to hand it to you. You look really amazing. I think the last decade of running from your dad has really paid off. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Come on, Keep these going. guys! <laughs> Jimmy Carr, Earl Skakel, and that way... The wife. Uh, Jeffrey Roast. Who you got? That was an. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. With the crowd demanding it, we went to one final joke. One more time. Let's roast! Jimmy actually pulled a lot of strings to get into this battle. The guy's right up there, pretending his moments are human. <laughs> was, 
back. One last joke. One last joke. Um, Earl grew up in Bel Air next to O.J. Simpson on a street with the Kardashians and Paris Hilton. It must have been difficult knowing you were the least talented. You know, one thing about the battlers is they have a good sense of humor. You know, no matter what happens, with the winning and the losing, people mostly just remember who was funny and who wasn't funny. And that pairing of this great British and now worldwide superstar Jimmy Carr going against Earl Skakel, whose claim to fame is that he was on roast battle in that moment. I mean, it, it really was an all-or-nothing moment for Earl. And Jimmy, to his credit, even allowed it to happen. You know, Jimmy Carr was the first person to step up at Roast Battle, first major name, and it attracts interest. Suddenly you have every comic wanting to battle Jimmy Carr, and Earl, to me, is an acquired taste. You're not really sure what you're seeing at first. Uh, is Earl a comedian? Is he a wrestler? Is he a super fan? Is he a hater? But he dresses like a lover, so... He's, you know, he can throw somebody off. He can he can make a lot of noise. And I think on that particular night, those judges uh, and that crowd really loved Earl. Um, but I think if there ever was, uh, on a, almost on any other night, Jimmy Carr would eat Earl alive. So, you know, one of the fun things about Roast Battle for me is that it's unpredictable. And that makes it even more fun and delicious. Despite an outcry from Jimmy Carr fans, Skakel received the judges' vote and moved on to the final four. There, he would have his hands full with the Georgia peach, Sarah Tiana. While Skakel had become a fan favorite thanks to his WWE-style antics, Tiana had captured the hearts of the audience with great jokes and a heavy dose of Southern charm. Sarah Tiana is a great roast battler because she comes into it as a great comic. When I say great, I mean hardworking, funny. You know, if you put Sarah Tiana on at a random time in front of random strangers, there's a 99% chance she's going to kill. She's a professional. So she does roast battle with her pinky. She goes up in front of... Uh, you know, drunks uh, in Nashville. She goes up in front of soldiers in battle. Uh, she kills. She really, like, is lovable and funny. So for her, roast battle is a hobby. You know, some people, it's all they got. But for Sarah, it's a hobby. It's fun. And when you do something for fun, you can't help but take big swings and laugh it off. She doesn't take it too seriously. Sarah, as a person, she doesn't take life too seriously. She's a great person that way. She really dedicated her life to uh, smiling. She's always smiling. And um, I think that makes her a great battler. She has uh, an endearing quality, but she's also not afraid to just take over and cut somebody up. Four jokes, one round. Who wants to go first? I think we should treat it like Earl's normal sex. We'll let you finish, and then I'll go. Oh, 
Sarah. <laughs> you're going to be a great mom one day. And your kid's going to look up at you and go, Mommy, why don't I exist? <laughs> I know. Earl doesn't have kids either, unless you count all the ones on his hard drive at home. Sarah's vagina is like a community pool. It'll burn your eyes, give you a rash, and at the end of the day, black guys ruin it for everybody. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of people think that Earl resembles Jared from Subway, um, but he's nothing like that guy because that guy got caught. With Tiana punching her ticket to the finals, attention turned to the other side of the bracket. There, we were headed for an epic American versus Canadian mirror match as New York's Mike Lawrence took on hometown hero K. Trevor Wilson. Both Lawrence and Wilson had dominated their previous rounds, creating a battle that felt like the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. While both burly bearded competitors had been riding winning streaks, the home field advantage definitely favored Wilson, making Mike Lawrence something of an underdog in this Final Four matchup. Jeff, who's going first? Uh, Mike Lawrence, you go first. All right. Let's do it. USA, Canada, let's roast! Trevor, you hungry, hungry hipster. You look like if Mumford ate all of his sons. You know, I'm actually tired of getting compared to Mike Lawrence. I am a fat comic. You're just a doughy cunt. <laughs> Pick a size, bud. Either fucking lose weight or give up, but make a choice. <laughs> that was a good one, Jonah Hillbilly. You know, Trevor's never been in a relationship. The closest he's ever been to someone is when he tried to claw off DiCaprio's face in The Revenant. <laughs> Mike's actually had a really great year this year. He's collected almost as many Pokemon as he has rape souvenirs. <laughs> Trevor looks like what happens when you die in the first five minutes of Oregon Trail. <laughs> Mike actually followed in his mother's footsteps and became a shitty comedian. <laughs> We're all waiting for you to follow in your dad's footsteps and fuck off forever. <laughs> Joke! <laughs>
Trevor just saw his first black person ever. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, you sound like an animatronic Santa Claus running out of batteries. <laughs> the only thing lower than your voice is your chances of finding love. I was actually really nervous about roasting Mike, not because we're so similar, but because this is Quebec and I could get fined 42 grand for making fun of a retard. Mike Lawrence pulled out the judge's decision and moved on to the finals. Through three grueling battles, Lawrence had already proven that he was one of the best roasters in the game. Whew. You know, you look at him and you don't think he would be. You know, he doesn't have a, a, a fighter's eye. He looks like a big, mushy Muppet. So you don't, so he has something, it's almost like a sneak attack. Uh... And every now and then, you know, he delivers something that's so ruthless that you immediately, your eyes get wider and you stare at the other person to see their reaction. You know, there were times where you're just waiting for the opponent to burst into tears. Uh, and I think Mike, he's hiding under all that hair and all that beard and all the all that, you know, blubber and... And you don't expect this confidence, this wit. And he also takes a lot of swings. Mike is a, he thinks in punchlines. So he can uh, absorb things quickly. And his first thought is usually his funniest thought. And when you can rely on that uh, and know and trust that, I think that enables him to really go on the offense. With the other 14 battlers eliminated, there remained only two comics to fight it out for the title of Roast Battle Champion. Sarah Tiana, Mike Lawrence, The Beauty versus The Beast. The South, the North, are we ready? <laughs> Let's roast! Mike worked at McDonald's for eight years, and I think we all know why he doesn't work there anymore. They took away all the incentives. I mean, they tore down all the playgrounds. <laughs> really lucky that both your opponents look like pedophiles. Uh, <laughs> you know, people are asking me tonight if I'm going to put Sarah in her place. She's a 38-year-old woman in comedy. There isn't one. <laughs> Mike hates sports, obviously. Uh, <laughs> for someone who doesn't like sports, you sure do look a lot like a 49er. <laughs> oh, it's Canada. Fuck me. God damn it. I'm sure someone will after. Uh, <laughs> Sarah's vagina is like a bar. It's dank, full of drunk dicks, and children are immediately forced to leave. Uh, 
clap at that. Don't clap at that. That's ridiculous. Like that joke was like every tampon I've ever used. Despite what I've been told, I'm never shocked. I don't know. Go ahead. Sure, why not? Nobody cares. No, I care. Sarah, you know, people think she's a slut. She's actually a real prude. She won't even put out new material. <laughs> Last joke of the battle. Wow. Thank you, Dirt Vonnegut. That was really funny. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, I don't, I mean, Mike, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but Mike sucked a dick in college. He's very open about it. <laughs> that means between the two of us on stage, we both know how to swallow a ball, but he doesn't know how to throw one. <laughs> Sarah does lots of tours for the troops. Finally, a drone they send overseas that never kills. <laughs> Keep it going. That's it. Last joke of the tournament. Mike Lawrence hoisted the trophy high that night after solidifying his spot in roast battle history. A no-holds-barred battle royal of 16 vicious comics had ended, and Mike Lawrence was crowned the top roaster in the world. In America, we speak truth to power. You know, one of my you know, daydreams as a, as a kid growing up in New Jersey was like, how lucky am I that I could just talk shit and make fun of anything I want. You know, roasting, it can be motivational. You go down there, you get roast battled. You know, I see people get in shape. I'm not saying people should be, like, so worried about their bodies, but, like, get healthy. It helps depressed people um, sort of come back with a vengeance uh, and, and make themselves laugh or smile about whatever was bothering them. It doesn't have to be the elephant in the room. It can be, like, your pet. It could be something that works for you in some... A uh, way that you never could have anticipated. So, you know, it's important. It's good for people. It's like the best medicine. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the podcast when we recap season two. Also, be sure to check out the third season of Roast Battle premiering Tuesday, July 31st at 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock central, only on Comedy Central. It's a good show.